All right. Well, welcome to the Eternal Human Show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Well, thanks for coming on. First and foremost, I'm Evan Alsup. This is my podcast, and this is my first episode. So we're we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah. Um, my guest is my beloved cousin here, Alex Chambers. <laughs> and Hello, everybody. Uh, this is the first time we've been in person since we were we lads. Yes, and so. I, we, we've been calling for like on and off for like about a year now, and I've been in North Carolina for three years now, so I'm now visiting New Hampshire, our yeah. hometown area. And uh, I was like, Evan, I have to meet you in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, even and though I feel like I've known you for years. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Just as easy as it goes. Yeah. And we're just in this magical home here, your yeah. parents. Yeah. Got a fire going, so yeah. this is... It's not green screen. No, this is a legitimate <laughs> fire in, like, a fairy tale house in New Hampshire. I don't even have, like, cell service. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's when you know amazing. you're really in the boonies. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is this is my first podcast. This is the beginning of the first episode. So we're, we're just figuring it out as it goes. Um, yeah. There's an astrological bent to this this program, as yeah. you will. Yeah. Very loosely. Yeah. Um, I'm personally like a an aspiring astrologer and I'm a musician. Those are my two my two main yeah. hobbies. And um so what we're gonna do to start with guests is just start with the basics of their chart and then see where the conversation evolves from there. So That's perfect. And when you first uh, yeah. told me that I was really I like that as a foundation a lot because it really stuck out to me as the perfect amount of groundedness and the perfect amount of, of um, like prep work and groundedness. And, and it's not completely um, something that is uh, like a leaf in the wind. Like there's the perfect yeah. amount of structure, but not too much. It doesn't feel regimented. It's like, oh, we'll start here. And then where the hell it goes, who knows? Yeah. Let's find out together, so to speak. You know? Yeah. And I love that about this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I think... Now we just forget that this is a podcast, yeah. and we just chat let's away. Just, yeah, let's just yeah. get into it. Let's do let's, our, our thing we do best together. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So you're... Yeah, I, tell me about this chart. I, yeah. I opened that up, and I was like, damn, that looks like an Oppenheimer math equation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it can be complex but and mysterious, and you know, I, I think of it like a riddle. It's like it has a language to it. And if you can if you can start deciphering the archetypes and the symbols and yeah. astrology, then eventually you can read the riddle. But then it's still a riddle. And then yeah. you gotta like And then you went on to the next riddle. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, take it from there. So you're a Gemini sun. Okay. So most most people generally <clears throat> at least have heard what their sun sun sign is. They'll, okay. They'll see it in the daily paper or whatever and they'll know which of the twelve is their birthday. Okay. So the date, so the month of your birth, the, the, the date of your birth is always sun. So like that exact June 9th and, you know, my mom, October 29th or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's the sun, their sun symbol, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so the, the sky, okay. 360 degrees divided yeah. into 12 different sections. Okay, cool. Gemini being one of them generally falls between around May 21st to June 21st. Okay. Gemini. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So my, I'm a, Ge- I'm a Gemini sun. Yeah. Man. Okay, cool. Do you have any concept of oh, Gemini? Man. I mean, 
That's a good damn question. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you heard anything? Do you have any? No, it's okay if my, you don't. My, one of my closest friends, Theo, like you and I have talked mm-hmm. about already, uh, is deeply passionate about astrology. And my only experience was my only uh, intake of astrology is from him. Yeah. Um, and he, he loves um, astrology very, very deeply. And he goes yeah. into a lot of these symbols. But yeah. not a lot of it has stuck with me, to be honest. Yeah. Like I lo- Even though I love talking to him about it, it's a funny thing because some of the symbols kind of go over my head a little bit. Well, ideally, like I, I love... I like keeping this simple when it, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I want this podcast and these discussions to be accessible to anybody. I mean, of course, if I have some astrology friends on, yeah. I could get into that. Yeah, that's but, sick. You know, yeah. I'll talk to Theo one of these days. Yeah, like a cool cat. Yeah, so. shout out to Theo. Yeah. I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get you here on this podcast and uh, yeah, and have you guys meet one day. That's a that's one on my bucket list is to have Theo meet you in person because and he would love it. He would yeah. like he. I I very feel like you guys click really well. Yeah, just personality yeah. wise and everything. That's why yeah. I'm bent on having it happen. I, <laughs> uh, you've heard it here first, folks. I I'm, I'm gonna make that happen. My friend who none of the audience knows about. <laughs> That's not yeah. Not alienating the audience. Yeah, not so, alienating the audience. But we're not worried about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like, who the hell is this Theo guy? <laughs> so anyway. This little circle with a dot there, yeah, is is your sun. So it's right there in Gemini. Gemini, as far as the elements are concerned, it's an air sign. Okay, it's what some would say is a masculine sign. You could also sure. just say <clears throat> extroverted. Some people would call it a, I believe, a Yang versus a Yin sign. Okay, so those are three, and it's a mutable okay. sign. These are the different um, terms related to to gemini there so so again so for you yeah. you're basically new to this whole sphere archetype and all of it okay <laughs> so it's so it's interesting i the first things that come to mind for gemini to me are in the year it's the third sign it's yeah. it's the peak of the sun yeah right yeah it's the solstice the summer solstice um a lot of the things that people associate with it are communication. Mm-hmm. So my first podcast guest makes sense. So I got <laughs> somebody who's good at talking, good communicator. Thank you. Um, really good with information, digging into the details. These types of things okay. are, are associated with, with Gemini, generally just very cheerful, talkative. Really? Are, yeah. That's so funny. I, that's just, this is the stuff that makes me really like want to dig into it more because it just when stuff like this i don't know the proof's in the pudding like there's a lot of things like you knew me before doing my thing here yeah and it just this stuff's just lining up yeah and it's it's just makes me really bask in the nature of how reality is really magnificent because it's like it's like what what the hell like uh, it's like I, it's what, hard to what fathom is you know going what i mean on? What it's is like going it's on? really make, it's like a, a little bit of a you know um one of those things that makes you sit down and fall on your fall on your back a little bit like wow this is mm-hmm. something that the stars can look at and point to and it's just weird in the best way it's just yeah. weird how this is a thing and how it's how it's true and how it works and yeah it's just it's, really cool essentially like at least my notion of it it's like it's like a blueprint from your moment of birth these lights in the sky yeah you know their arrangement at that time is like embedded in you as an individual somehow so without 
yeah, as within, so without. Let me just make sure this is recording. Oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah, no worries. It looks like it's ticking away. I've done so an episode of my podcast when I just uh, didn't record and I did a oh, yeah, two-hour no, two no, conversation, I, I wanna, like, so like, I don't blame it, you for... This is going to be an awesome conversation yeah. whether or not yeah. this is no, successful but I don't technologically. Blame you for <laughs> I filmed the whole episode with zero <laughs> recording once and I was like, no, even though yeah. it was a great conversation. I was like, that was a good conversation, but... Yeah. I uh, kick myself for that one, so okay. that's relatable checking yep. that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I like, mean, I checked probably six times after that. Yeah, after that. Nice. So each the after the next. Uh, oops. Yeah, this is after the next uh-huh. podcast yeah. episode. Okay. But uh, yeah, so tell me more about this chart. Tell me like your thoughts. Tell me what lined up. You already knew uh, me and my personality yeah. before you did it, so a lot of it lined up. You think with how you've experienced me well for me gemini is like the easiest to pick out okay to yeah. me i don't I, maybe something about the sun just being like having this influence it's like at its highest peak in that sign like oh is it that's, fine. that's for some reason yeah i can tell when somebody's a gemini a lot of the time it's easier to pick up on so yeah. when you did when you first spoke to me when we first reconnected did you think i was a gemini right I, away i yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. yeah it's just that that energy is yeah I, it stands out to me more than any other one. That's cool. I like that. Um, yeah, I think that's special. Yeah. And I, again, so I don't want to get too complicated here, but like looking at the chart, looks like your sun in Gemini is conjunct Mercury right there. That's the sign for Mercury. That's the sun. So they're right on top of each other. Now, what does Mercury typically Mercury symbolize? is like communication, mind, okay, like information. It's the messenger of the gods in Greek mythology. Like data. Data, all of these things, intellect. Anal- analytical. Analytical, yeah. yes. Okay. So you got the sun Damn like, it. Why right is there. this so accurate? Like, they're, like, they're like right on top yeah, of each other. Part of my shadow is being too, too, uh, like too much in the mind. So it's funny how this reflects yeah. that. Is I, my, a big part of my blind spots are uh, mind-based and being caught up in the mind. Well, so, so but then a big part of my good things are part of caught up in the mind too. So it's a double-edged sword. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm actually good at organizing things with my mind, but yeah. I'm also, it's funny how you can have this, how I kind of, how it's coming to me right now is you can have this like, this thing of, of you being able to utilize your mind efficiently and then, oops, let me see that. <laughs> okay. and then, um, and then it can manifest in really healthy and really neurotic ways. And it could do both. Like my, it's like yeah. a shadow can come. It's like, it's like that baseline grows uh, love and light and positive experience. And then neuro- neurosis and shadow and trauma. Yeah. So it's interesting. The, the mind is like the neutral Neutral. And then what area, can come it can that? come either way. You can use the mind way. erotically and you can use the mind beautifully. It's like a tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good or bad. Yeah. Right? I think that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really fascinating. How so, that yeah, works. I mean, Gemini is a very mentally capable, you know, sign. Yeah. Uh, and the mind can, like, zoom out or zoom in. Gemini is very good with the details. Yeah. But one of the things, astrologically speaking, to keep it simple, are, like, the three major, like, aspects that people think about in astrology yeah. are the sun that everybody knows, yeah. but also something called the rising sign and where a person's moon was located. Mm-hmm. Theo's talked about the rising. Yeah. I remember him talking about But what you're saying about kind of, like, these different ways of using the mind to either kind of like zoom in maybe on details or be able to take a larger scope yeah 
um, it's interesting because your moon is in Sagittarius, which is right across from okay. Gemini. It's like right on the other side of the okay. circle. Yeah. And Gemini is really good at the details. Sagittarius is really great at the big picture. So okay. it's kind of cool to be able to have your sun there and your moon's over here. So you can like zoom in. And then, like emotionally, yeah. the moon is like in instinct and emotional. And zoom out. You can like zoom out. That's interesting. In that way. Yeah, Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like macro and micro. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's funny because I really love getting very much into things and projects and passions. Like I love, I love zooming in. Aka, mm -hmm. I like going like all in on something. Yeah. And then I also love the macro, like relative like the, the philosophy, philosophy the philosophy the larger yeah. concept so that's funny. which which okay i'd like <laughs> to get into to like really your number one passion and where you're really just honing in in life is being like a holistic health yeah coach yeah yeah i Absolutely. mean healer yeah. healer Heal. all really yeah, as much as i mean you know i i would i'm flattered to be called a healer i mean or any of that, honestly, and I'm working on trying to own that title, you know? Yeah. Um, but I really love, I love the, my favorite part of the job is the philosophical um, significance of health. Yeah. And I like getting in on that with my clients is just being like, oh, uh, telling them that the the root cause, the root cure isn't changing your diet. The root cure isn't you know, these things, these are secondary things that are insanely powerful and very uh, positive uh, on our system. But we we cannot and will not succeed if we don't start with any form of, and there's a lot of ways to put this, but just a visceral way is self-love. Yeah. You know, we, we cannot really have a lasting positive impact on our life unless we flip the script and, and begin with self-love and self-acceptance yeah. and then act upon that self-love with good diet with good thing. but the problem yeah. is a lot of people change their diets due to a lack of self-acceptance yeah. and self-love and they they change their life because they feel like oh then they'll get to a point where they feel like they can give themselves the love they deserve yeah and it's very conditional and it's very fragmented and it never works if I'm hearing what you're saying, it's essentially people often will, in regards to health, turn to like just the physical body, just like these yeah. external yeah. physical things when really it's an internal, you know, quest yeah. that has to start start there. Exactly. It's really an internal problem and it's treated as an external one. Yeah. And that's the problem. And, and, and that's why we're all really sick is where there's a a lack of spiritual connection and whatever that is, that can be so much for so many different people. There's a lot of different ways to say the same thing, but I think a really connecting way to say it and one that does not sacrifice the truth is just self-love. You know, yeah. it's like it's to the technically core. you can get dogmatic about anything, you know, you mm -hmm. can get dogmatic about, um, you know, a story about an inchworm living on Mars, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, you can make yeah. anything into a dogma. Yeah. But, Self-love, I think, is really a aspect of how we relate with ourselves that is l a little bit less susceptible to dogmatic behavior, even though religions, you know, that's what religions are in a lot of ways, is self-love made into a dogma. But mm -hmm. I think just starting from that core again and remembering that um, different religions and different spiritual processes 
root is a trying to achieve a state of accepting yourself exactly as you are versus, oh, I need to pray, pray five times a day and uh, right. the Ten Commandments, okay, and then and then God will love me. Well, you that's, know? I mean, now we're to, like, I yeah. kind of think, like, in Christianity is, like, the Old Testament versus New, New Testament. Testament. All yeah, of a sudden, true. the kingdom of God is within you before it was, here's in stone, inscribed, yeah. the, it's outside of the laws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good point. It's interesting. Um, so, how did you get started on this healing passion? Like, it's our grandfather was a, a healer. I know it's funny so how that. Well, growing up, when my mom was, you know, passionate about nurse practitioner, being a nurse yeah. practitioner and delivering babies and stuff, I, you know, as a brooding teen, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the opposite of what my parents do. I'm okay. gonna just, I'm gonna be my yeah, own. You know sure, what I mean? Like, sure. <laughs> but then, but then, as I turned like 18, 19, 20 years old, I was like. I was like, man, it's pretty cool how my mom loves that thing, and and I became more open minded towards doing that if it felt like an actual calling. I never felt pressure to do really be any specific thing. Yeah, you know, I never felt pressure to um, go into a certain business or something. I I felt very accepted in that way, which I'm really grateful for. And then that kind of catapulted me and laid the groundwork for me to feel a little more. Um, able to step into projects and passions that um, were a little more outside of um, what some of uh, people I knew were doing or whatever. So, yeah, the social yeah. norms. Yeah, so I was, I'm, right. the reason why I felt, I felt like I'm, I'm really grateful to be in a position, like with my friends were very supportive too, and my family very yeah. supportive. So I, I, I don't know if I would have acted on, I might have been too fear based to act upon those passions if my parents did treat me differently. You had the encouragement. Yeah, I really did. And I, I that yeah. I'm grateful that I had that and I'm I'm glad that I've been able to uh, kind of lead one passion have one passion lead me to the next, whether it was the podcast or mm-hmm. um, working on Andrew Yang's campaign or whatever. And I'm yeah, one thing kind of led to the other. Even when I threw, I kind of throw like ten things on the wall. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, nine of them are flopping to the ground. Yeah, but oh, there's that one that's that's sticking. the one that's consistent. Yeah, it helps me kind of reorient, reorient myself, yeah. reorient. What's that word? Orient. Reorient myself, orientate, <laughs> reorient myself to yeah. something that is bigger than myself. Something that's like, oh, I did like doing this Andrew Yang chapter, but this is showing me that I really like sales and I want to go into this. Oh, and this sale, I want to go into sales in health sales, meaning trying to help clients and, and, you know, no matter what it is, you really are selling yourself. And mm-hmm. it's like sales gets a bad rap. I took a class called Conscious Selling. Uh-huh. And it just talks about how, you know, the word sales has been tainted. Yeah. Uh, to mean Absolutely. always it's toxic. Slick, manipulative. Yeah. Oh, manipulative. Yeah. yeah but it's sure. like, con- like if you're selling something, which the problem isn't, the problem isn't in somebody selling something. Mm-hmm. The problem is how they go about that. Yeah. So if somebody goes about sales in a way that's, um, aware of uh, what the needs of the people are, yeah, and wanting to honestly have a dialogue towards getting them those needs. You're I simply making them yeah. aware. So if here's something that is a benefit to yeah. you. I can offer that yeah. and facilitate that. Yeah, in yeah. a way that is, you know, 
kind of connecting and genuine. And so that's what I've been trying to polish with my health coaching is like just going to events and stuff and trying to let people know that they deserve health and that there are options, whether it's somebody else or me or you have something to offer. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, I'll do this. So where, where can people reach you? We're going to throw this in a few times, but what's, what's your website for your consultation practice and yeah thank you so for i appreciate that Uh, my it's a chamberswellness.com um you can book a consultation on there and there's a bunch of different uh, kind of sections of all my services as well as kind of a spark notes of my history and my um kind of what brought me into health and wellness in the first place and why i do what i do and uh there's a lot of testimonials and and that kind of thing on my website and I also have a Google business account where you can leave reviews uh, if one of my old clients is watching, you know, leave me a review or a future client. I, well, yeah. I'll have to because yeah, we yeah. did a consultation last summer and I've taken your dietary advice. I'm not always the most disciplined, but okay. it's yeah. it's totally had an impact. My morning routine and diet, I'm like Damn. feeling better. Thank you. Like all, yeah. Yeah. So I, can, that, I can vouch. <laughs> so. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, I love it. I love I it's funny, I had an office for the first like two months of me doing my practice. Uh-huh. And I just uh I didn't I, I and it was a three month grace period before doing new release. So I, I decided mm-hmm. not to do the office because a lot of people just want to do house calls. Anytime I, if I ask them, they're like, "Oh yeah, come over." And and yeah. the house calls the were, way it used to be. I know exactly. It's, it's like, shout out, shout out, shout out my grandpa's book, our grandpa's book. It's we, uh, it's not out for publication. <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> we're, we're working on that. So nobody does house calls. Yeah, he was a doctor back in the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Said Haskell. So he's continuing the lineage there. It's so funny how that, like, the universe can be like. It's kind of cool, though, that. that he was a doctor. He was also, like, an actor and a, a writer. Yeah. I'm a yeah. songwriter. You're health you know, coaching. A, a, That's a actually, I didn't have like, thought like about that. Aspects, so it's <laughs> like, coming through in different ways, you know? I did not uh, make the connection and the the distinction between yeah like you're doing that half of his passions and yeah. I'm doing that yeah and it's it's interesting how uh, this is these are the things that make me feel like nothing is kind of random you know I think there's some sort of structure to reality yeah and astrology can definitely help with that help just Decode. see that the more yeah it's it's always a code it's always a mystery but like this chart here for like okay. As far as finding, you know, one one thing people use astrology for, yeah. and I think is one of the most inspiring things to get out of it, is trying to find your life course. Yeah. And, you know, so there's something called the midheaven in astrology, which is essentially what was the highest point of the sky above you when you were born in the time and place that you were born. Yeah. It refers to that area of the sky. And what's going on there can often give us in idea as far as our external social calling career yeah purpose Insights. what have you yeah yeah so just looking again i'm just seeing your chart here for the first time but you have taurus in the 10th house with venus right there mm. you know so and saturn saturn so without getting too into the weeds no here yeah. like taurus is a sign of like nature and like dare i say health right it's that's really it's that's really it's like an earth sign 
right it's it's uh, yeah. and it's like the time of year like think may it's like everything is blooming blooming and coming out yeah, right yeah. April showers and and venus time. is at home in taurus it's the ruler she's the goddess of beauty and she's a very you know benefic i believe would be the term astrologically yeah uh planet but she's right next to saturn there which is about discipline and work and structure yeah so you got you got both this going on right there. You can put the pieces together. I'm not going to tell you, but it's very fitting. Yeah. Know? So it's cool it, to see. It's really surreal, man. It's, yeah. it's it's fascinating like hearing you talk about this cuz it's just I it's like it's like it's like somebody it's like in the alchemist in that scene where the king, the old king sits next to the shepherd and says, lists a bunch of things he's never told anybody, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a moment of like, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, I really, I am grateful for this reading as well. Cause it's, I'm going to send this screenshot to Theo later. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's fascinating how, how philosophical this leads us as well. Cause I feel like, this is another way to view the relationship with the self and yes. how we relate with ourselves and yeah. in, in that turn, how we relate with others. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a window into to yeah. so much. Yeah. You and know? I think it's just really, it's fascinating how much we can gather if we just have an open mind, mm-hmm. you know, towards these things and if we can detach as well, because I think that's a big part of being open-minded is being able to let go of, of something that we feel isn't serving us anymore and be yeah. like, oh, I'm going to let that go and uh, leave room for something that uh, I feel will actually nourish my soul. Yeah. You know, because it's funny how it does feel like there's a capacity in there. There's like, oh, I can only think about and take on and so much because that's like take, to taking on trauma. It's like, yeah, we need to, like spiritual spiritual work if we want to be quote unquote enlightened or work towards mm-hmm. the awakening process. Well, know thyself. Know thyself. Yeah. We need to pull the weeds, you know, aka pull the trauma out, you know, one yeah. you know, weed at a time. Because if we don't, we will get uh, basically our judgment yeah. will be so clouded that we won't be able to self analyze properly. That's one thing I really stands out to me about astrology is that with spirituality it yeah. can sometimes be easy for people to do what's called spiritual bypassing yeah, yeah where yeah. they go straight from you know i have a lot of problems as an individual i'm going to transcend my ego i'm going to transcend myself yeah. forget all of that and just become the spiritual yeah without non-identified doing... being yeah where it's like yeah Yeah, without dualistically facing what had happened to that person well you are a unique person like in a chart and again whatever people think i always like to say about astrology and whether this is an actual phenomenon or not i mean from personal experience the more i look into it the more i observe you know the most objective way i can the more i see like the patterns confirm yeah confirmation bias what have you no you know, I know what you mean. It comes out, and to me, like the archetypes here are just ancient archetypes that allow you to reflect on yourself as a unique individual. And by doing so, you get into those weeds. You get into those. Okay, what are yeah? What are the things that make me me? What are what are the issues that I 
need to confront in order yeah. to grow. And and the more you grow, eventually you can become yeah. more connected with the outer world and to the absolute. Yeah. And I that think that is, it's funny because you know? it's a paradox because we're always one with God, you know, if we're t- yeah. speaking technically, you know, but then when it comes to our ability to feel that connection, yeah. the weeds are the things in the way, you know, when we are able to kind of take one and, and when we when we do all at once, too much at once, that's the thing that one side of the coin is a spiritual bypassing, which is, yeah. a, uh, it's wanting uh, to dissolve into the infinite to escape your problems in daily life. It's kind of like a weaponization of truth. Interesting. It's like, oh, I'm going to use this to uh, justify my, like a a good way to, a good like example I'd say would be like somebody who feels justified in doing anything. Because this is the, this is a freaking fascinating part, man, is in, in my studies and experience. And again, I'm open to differing perspectives, but you know, the unconditional love of God is so vast that uh, we can do, say, anything, and that love will never budge. But right. the weaponizing of that is, oh, that means I can, you know, go steal a bunch of, you know, whatever. <laughs> I can go gun points. Sure, hey, there. no yeah. rules. It's and, unconditional. And it's, it's weird because it's right? true. It's true. That yeah. That is true. It's like God loves you. No way. But then... There's something called karma. But then karma... That's a concept. That's exactly, exactly, there. exactly. Yeah. And that's the, that's the kind of what has been the been the um kind of dualistic mechanism that has been created by god is is yeah. this get free will free if, will if, you get what you put in yeah. and if you put in fear and manipulation and well, theft and all yeah. this stuff it's like you're gonna get that do you're gonna get that back to you you're asking you're gonna receive that in your life so yeah it's interesting it's like we we have a lot to contend with here in duality yes you know? and I, think I, mean, trauma, I love how our conversations yeah. go straight oh, to the yeah no i can't <laughs> duality free will here we are let's let's go <laughs> like in one of our phone calls yeah yeah and it's fascinating because i think that i think that um i think that unconditional that unconditional love uh keeps us from making quote-unquote mistakes what we view as mistakes because yeah you know when we when we try to ignore our trauma like you were saying if you spiritually bypass and we try to ignore what we know we need to face um you know it feeds the dragon and the dragon gets stronger taller bigger and bigger and then it's even harder to face and then it's a vicious cycle yeah you know until it kills us until we suffer from years or decades yeah and then it kills us but you know that's why it's harder to like change the older you are because it's you become you become stuck in your ways yeah in your patterns it's it's harder to break chains the longer they've been there Mm -hmm. but i never say that it's impossible by any means because it's well that's interesting i mean there's something called like myelin in the brain that i've heard people talk about where it's it's almost like these lines get put down yeah. These patterns, these wires yeah, embedded in. neurally connect or what yeah. have you. Yeah. And the more you do something, the more they get embedded. Embedded. In. Yeah. But the same goes for like when you're trying to do something different than you're used to. Like yeah. that feeling of like learning, not knowing what you're doing is like resistance. But yeah. that's like the sensation of making new 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what the mind hates. Yeah. Is anything it's not familiar with. Yeah, it's like not an easy thing. We get addicted to what we're used to. Whether that thing is good for us or bad for us, the mind doesn't care at all. The mind will be like, oh, well, I'm just identified with my familiarity, whether it's um, maybe drug use or uh, a spouse or Mm -hmm. maybe somebody's dating somebody they feel like they shouldn't be dating. Yeah. And then they have the still small voice say, oh, no, like they're not the right person for that individual. But they're familiar with that person. And they find comfort in that person. So then they date them for 17 years. And then it's, you know, blows up in their face because they're ignoring a truce. They're, they're yeah. ignoring the trauma. Yeah. Comfort comfort zones yeah. are deadly. Are deadly for growth. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's ultimate satisfaction. Yeah. Fulfillment. And that you know? points me to balance, too. I think that. And it, and it comes to like what it, what is what, what is the purpose of life? You yeah, know, we're asking the big questions. Yeah. yeah, you know, if we're looking at this map, this chart, astrologically, what have you, like, what can we use this for? Like, what is what are we trying to accomplish as human beings? These yeah, hue light beings, right? Literally yeah. beings of light. Yeah, and it's like what what are we as entities? Yeah, it's a good and question. The more and more I kind of zone in on on that, it's as if we're like, you, I mean, you're talking about the alchemists, like we're alchemists. Yeah. We're taking like this base matter, these traumas, these lower, I mean, not to say they're bad or good, yeah. these, you know, lower energies yeah. and through <laughs> often struggle and you know, trying experiences yeah. and overcoming things, we're like transmuting that into a higher vibration, a higher frequency. Yeah. An ability, we're transmuting our rock bottoms and yeah. using them as opportunities to connect with God. Yeah. I think that that's something that Eckhart Tolle speaks on in the beginning of Power Now is yeah. his first awakening that lasted like three years. He was just sitting on park benches, like right. out. Just that's know? it. And yeah. that, he didn't achieve that through sitting in a Buddhist meditation center for 50 years or something. He was in such a deep state of suffering Mm -hmm. that he he was suicidal and he just hated himself and reality on such a fundamentally deep level that his ego basically collapsed and shattered. Yeah. And he woke up that morning with such a deep feeling of love and gratitude towards everything around him. And I think it's interesting how deep suffering can catapult us into spiritual awakening. Yeah. I think that's a great topic. And, you know, I think that's a, hopefully can be a a helpful message to people who are experiencing hardship and being brought to the brink of what they feel like they can tolerate in life. Yeah. And it's almost like it's kind of in honor sometimes the hardships we get it is because it's like this is what you can take like the the stronger you are the more you're going to be given to deal with and transmute because you can handle it exactly but it's going to be right up to like what you can handle it's fun it's funny that you know i've really come to find that the bigger the problem the larger the opportunity to practice um to practice a lot of different things to practice taking responsibility to practice accepting the self to practice, letting go to practice. There's so many, like we act upon the world in this way that is so black and white. Like, oh, yeah. if you make a bunch of money, you get a raise, that's good. 
And if you get fired or somebody punches you in the face, that's bad. But right. it's like Is there labels. There's this old. There's this really like old pair like story, and I forget. I don't know if it's Buddhist or something, but it was. I don't know where I forget where I heard it, but it was the story of this guy who. Oh man, I I'm gonna be paraphrasing here, but it was like this person living in a village and his son, uh, got like something good happened to him and uh there was like this sage who they were going to the town sage and being like oh sage isn't this good and the sage was like maybe and then uh and then he the same son broke his leg and he's like oh isn't this bad and he was like maybe and then this uh war recruiter came to his son's house knocked on the door he's like hey you need to go to war we're going to war he's like oh we can he broke his leg and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. well, you can stay Context. So, so yeah. it's like funny. I th- it, I'm paraphrasing it and botching yeah. it, but it's it's this thing. It just points to relativity. Yeah. It's we, like, oh, he broke is, his leg. It's bad yeah. and avoid, but then it's good because it kept him from dying in war. We, we don't have the perspective as these limited beings to see the big picture. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where faith is just a prerequisite to overcome yeah. hardship. Yeah, faith so is ways. fascinating. Because like faith is like yeah. a belief in the self yeah. that we can, it's like hope and faith. And a, a belief of something greater than the Ourselves. small self, yeah. and like a connected self, which yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, the, the it's a bit of maybe a cliche, but cliche that it is oh, true is just are, like a beautiful thing. Cliche, yeah, yeah, So exactly. the, the whole idea of the ocean and the waves, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like we are individuals, yeah. these little waves on the surface, but we're, but we're all thing. made of ocean, Yeah. right? And I love that because it, it just points to like non-duality and it points to the kind of like, I forget if this is actually a quote from Jesus, but I remember hearing in, maybe it was like a translation of something, but he there's a kind of a section where he's lecturing to a lot of people in like one of the towns and he's getting very passionate and he's like flailing or, you know, he's just really excited about, you know, and he says uh, something along the lines of, Oh, you're all gods. He's like, don't you realize you're all gods? You're the son of God. You know, he's saying Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And what, how I feel about that is we look at God as this ultimate creator, but we don't look at ourselves in the same way because we're feared. We're, We're feared into, uh, thinking that uh, that is arrogant to say, oh, we're one with God, we're connected to God. Right. And I think that that's a very uh, kind of one way or a one a kind of a 2D way of looking at yeah. this because, you know, first off, it's it's assuming that somebody is... The people who aren't connected to something higher than themselves or their personal spirituality are the people that are the most egotistical. I think the people that are really, they think uh, that's all there is. Yeah. Yeah. That they're, they're they're caught up in their trauma and we've all been there, you know, and, but then the people who, how I mean that thinking that we're one, one with God, it isn't this God insinuates heavily, um, a disidentity, which to me brings to the table, um, a selflessness to feeling connected to God because it's literally saying that 
your enemy is you. You know, it's it's like that's why Jesus said, love your enemy. You know, love yeah. these people that your little ego doesn't want to love. Yeah, because that kind of is yeah. breadcrumbs to leading that you're Into, non-dual. I, you I know, didn't really and, explain that super uh, well. No, but. you did. As <laughs> as an astrologer and having that lens, it kind of brings me like all these different planets represent these different human archetypes that are universal. Yeah, Mars is like our warrior spirit, our energy. The sun is like the self, Venus, the heart, Mercury, the intellects and communication. Yeah. Everybody has all of these parts. Exactly. Where it's like God through an infinite amount of prisms, like kind of reflecting in different ways, yeah. but we all have the same parts yeah, expressing sure. in different ways. Yeah. So literally we are each other. Yeah. Just kind of Yeah, that's disguised. exactly what I was, yeah, yeah, right? disguised, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think that... Um, I think that that's a really great tool to build a sense of deep compassion towards others because I think that sets us up to put ourselves in other people's shoes Absolutely. more, more than we would would prior. Any type of judgment, like yeah, I was reading the book I'm reading right now, "Body Keeps the Score." Yeah, um, great book. He was he was saying in the chapter I was reading last night, like any type of judgment of another person implies vanity in the judger yeah yes you know yeah it's like it's it's hard you can't judge somebody if you're like well that's me yes exactly yeah 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 because when we when we judge somebody in a way that is we're judging ourselves yeah because when we and and usually it's it's from a place of superiority when yeah. it comes from like this With critical those kinds of judgments, this critical otherly place. Yeah, like screw that guy for being. Yeah, this. yeah. And okay, normally yeah. it's like, oh, I would never, I could never. Yeah. But really, that's you know, yeah. maybe you're just not recognizing yeah. that in yourself. Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying. Yes. Yeah, so it's 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 then you're going to be compassionate when yeah, you see it. In somebody yeah. It's part like, of ourselves I, that we either reject. <laughs> Or I it's I part of I, I'm not a pro with setting these up. That's oh, actually no, it's a all faulty good. <laughs> microphone <laughs> stand. I gave you the faulty one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's either something that we see in another person that we reject. We reject it in ourselves, so it flares that up in us. So there's so many things that can lead to unnecessary judgment. Whether it's yeah. like a res- response to uh, something that they're saying is challenging our identity or beliefs or whatever it may be yeah so yeah i think that that's an interesting topic is just being able to see and analyze how we judge others as a way Mm -hmm. to look at where we don't have healing yet yeah and like the to the extent that you can't recognize yourself in another person yeah is the extent that you have not fully understood yourself yeah really i think that's true that i think that's true i think that's just such a bitch to practice you know it's like that's, <laughs> that's such a, it yeah which is so like what is the this purpose is so what is the purpose here yeah big picture like yeah it's like it is it's not comfort it's not comfort zones yeah. that we're after yeah. right it's, it's growth it's, it's not, growth yeah it's not the elimination of survival that's the trap no, right yeah it's like, oh avoid survival or uh, avoid suffering i mean and be obsessed with survival I mean, that's that's kind of not to say. I mean, we got to survive, right? Yeah. We live in the material yeah. world. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I messed up there. I, I said survive when I meant suffering. Um, so no, the elimination yeah. of suffering. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
um, I think is what brings paradoxically deep, deep suffering. (laughs) 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 Because when we're addicted to avoiding suffering and kind of, uh, you know, avoiding every chance, like being in a state of comfort, like you were saying, we really... You put on your armor. It's hard to explain. We put on our armor and we we suffocate. Yeah, we stagnate. Yeah, we stagnate. It's funny, like when I... When I'm, uh, it's kind of like sink or swim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because when I, when I like go on a run or I'm feeling really like doing a lot of thing, getting a lot of things done, doing the dishes feels like not a big deal. But when I, if I have a day of lying around the house or something, doing the dishes feels like climbing Mount Everest. I'm just like, Oh, like, okay. It's, it's like, and it's like a, that's something that it yeah. you know, comes up every once in a while is like I'll have a day where I'm just relaxing uh, mm-hmm. but it's like it, 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 that's the most visceral example in my opinion because it's like when I'm not used to um, acting upon the world in a certain pushing myself in a certain way Yeah, um, it makes everyday tasks feel more difficult and then I sure. stand then I'm more susceptible to stagnating myself. Yeah. Uh due to lack of doing those things. Uh and that, that comes up everywhere. Yeah, once your, in a your while. tolerance. Yeah, lowers. tolerance. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And asking that question that you asked earlier, like, what is the meaning of existence in life? You know how I feel about about that is I, I feel like the life is basically the ultimate sandbox video game. Ooh. It's like uh you do whatever the hell you want to do. You know, there's some structure, mm-hmm. but it's it's the ultimate sandbox game. It's like Sim City, yeah. Or like, uh, so are you, are you a simulation theory? No, adherent? no, yeah. I I don't I don't dabble in that. I don't. I haven't yeah. really looked into know, that. I don't know how productive it is. Yeah, productive. Yeah, similar. I think I think there's elements of truth. Yeah, but I I, I feel yeah. like that didn't mean to derail your. What'd you say? Your thought. I didn't. Oh mean to yeah, no worries. No. Um, yeah, like like I feel like life is kind of like the ultimate sandbox game. Like it's just yeah. there's so much to do and we have so much creativity that we can express. Yeah. But and 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 I think that meaning is very relative. Yeah, is to, there a purpose involved there? No, there isn't. I think that makes that's what makes it special. Is we get to create our own purpose. I think that's that's what the purpose is kind of like a meta purpose. Is like wild. we get to play the game. Yeah, you know, we get to we get to be. Oh, we can play the Sim City life of Alex or life of Evan for a hundred years, eighty years. And that game could be a quest. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like not to undermine the game, right? Yeah. So if something's fiction, it doesn't undermine it in this context, in my opinion. If something is technically an illusion, you know, that's what spiritual teachers call life and attachment illusions. You mm-hmm. know, because it's a game. You know, we're here, but people be like, oh, that person's crazy because. Most people, including myself, most of the time, take this game so seriously. We were talking about mm. how taking life too seriously. Yeah. That they take that on as a attack on themselves. Like, oh, mm. you think my divorce is a game? Yeah. You think my <laughs> you know, my my dad passing away is a game or Okay. My you know, so it's like it's it's a hard pill to swallow because yeah. this reality is extraordinarily convincing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so it's like it's like it's a high def video so it game. Is, of some yeah, kind. it's high def as hell. Yeah. You know, it's like, but and, and it makes somebody, you know, but but I feel like that. 
I feel like it's that's what makes it so special is it's it's really intricate. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, speaking we only have dualistic terms to communicate yeah, in, yeah. but speaking of non-duality and this yeah. non-dualistic view of the world where everything is one and ultimately we're, you yeah. know, incon- inconsequential on a divine level perhaps yeah. that we can't really mentally comprehend perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Then there's this other side that going back to the ocean and then the wave, the wave, these little minuscule little bumps on the top. Yeah. Now, I think it's important to not dismiss the the importance of the waves. Yeah. Because then when you do that, you dismiss this idea of purpose. Yeah. Now, is there purpose on this larger scale other than God's playfulness or what have you? Exactly. I don't know if I'm one to say. I mean... Us speaking together, we are two waves, yeah, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's, so we can't demonize the just because just if somebody comes to the conclusion that purpose is uh, uh, relative truth, yeah. Because then why truth. why should any then yeah. you know oh, there's no purpose we're yeah. just here to mess around. Yeah. Oh, no, no. From no. my experience, purpose I can only speak. It's like yeah, it makes it more special. Yeah, we get to create our purpose. That's so that's a God inside of us mm-hmm. because God created us. And we are one with that. And we have this blueprint, astrologically speaking. Yeah, it's a point to all It seems that we're born with, which is a mystery, an endless mystery to me. Yeah, yeah. And it is a mystery. God is such a uh, a mysterious concept. And yeah, a lot of things I just don't know, but that's what makes me really fascinated. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just, I don't know what the hell's going on here. You know, but like, like, like when it comes to reality, yeah. But it's it's pretty cool. Can I throw it's a like, song lyric and an unreleased song that oh, I have that yeah. that I'm excited about. Cool. It's unrecorded so far, but it's there is magic in the silence of all the things we do not know. Yes, yes, that's I'm exactly like, it. There's magic in the silence of all the things we yeah. do not know, and I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's deeply true. I don't. I don't even want to add to that because that's. I just right. want to, that's I just want to marinate in that in that, in that sentence because yeah. that's that got the job done. <laughs> that one sentence. I just want to feel into that because, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like. And I, I think like, silence is like even in this podcast, like letting those letting it sink in, le- and letting those gaps of even our communication, like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the truth, right? <laughs> it is. You know? It is. That kind of reminds me of quantum mechanics or all the space. Space between. It's like yeah. well, this is way more space than not space. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is like it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, shall we get dive back into Please. the chart here? Please. So so again, like astrologically speaking and again like i just want to reiterate like like my main aim if i have an aim with this podcast other than just learning and communicating and connecting with people yeah i mean that is essentially it but it's also with each guest like each individual human is just a fascinating like an equally just fascinating expression of the divine if you it's will true yeah right and I just want to explore that. It's like I'm fascinated by by yeah. people, and I love how you you know you follow that still small voice, especially people yeah. in our age range. I feel like there's there's a lot of um, just 
following what they feel like they should be doing. Excuse me, I'm I'm pausing as I'm burping here. <laughs> um, uh, following their what they feel like they should be doing, and yeah. I think that you're really inspirational in the way that you're just pr- you're pursuing the things that you're deeply passionate about, and that's why one of the reasons why I feel like I clicked well, with you. Well, you too, bro. I mean, it's like I think we're both on that path. I feel like th- I feel that way as well. I do. Thank you. Yeah, we're not going with that flow. Yeah, you know? yeah, collective yeah. pressure to nine to five yeah. or or whatever. And, and that's again, and that's that's where this individuation process process is part of. And yeah. I, I I do that is part of the wave, not the ocean. Yeah. And I I think as far as the non dualistic conversation is concerned, I feel, and this is where I'm at philosophically now. Yeah. Like it's important to underline that so that this. I, if I were to have like a gripe with the the non-dualistic yeah, mindset, absolutely, is I can just see it so easily leading to passivity in life. Yep. Yeah, agreed. You know, where I think you know I was on a hike. I did a lot of hiking last summer just by myself, and it kind of you know was able to mull some some of these concepts over. And just this idea that the more you discover your own uniqueness the more like you figure out what makes you separate in many ways and like an individual expression, the more you get into that and refine that in your like intended expression, like astrologically, like fulfilling this blueprint that we have. Yeah. The more you get into that, the more you realize how you are one with everything else. That yeah, you are paradoxically, actually, paradoxically, yeah. the more of an individual you become, the more you fulfill your actual place in this giant puzzle that you're a piece in and just yeah. merge into it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. there's this yeah. balance. It's like, a, it's like a, always, a push you know? and pull. Yeah. In, inward breath and outward breath, you know, yeah. individual collective. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And astrology is just as far as that individuation process, which I think is a term from Carl Jung, who was interested in astrology from my yeah. understanding. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like a very useful guide for me that I found um, to Jung facilitate or astrology. That. Yeah, astrology. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. both. Yeah, young and yeah. astrology. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, as far as like the three like main astrological uh, kind of tenets that to keep it simple, I don't want to like overwhelm any potential listeners not familiar with astrology. Um, we got like the sun, the moon, and the rising, rising. sign. Yeah. So, like, we've briefly discussed your sun, briefly discussed your moon and how they kind of go together. Your rising sign is kind of, like, your physical person, who you, like, first impressions. And often it's, like, where the sun was rising when you are born. So, it's, like, who you're becoming. Yeah. So, you're a Leo rising. Yeah. So, like, a Leo rising is a very powerful rising sign to me it's literally the sign of the sun wow okay so you know this is the sign of the lion the performer you know yeah yeah so yeah that's cool what do you how do you respond to to this what do you think about <sighs> yeah in yourself? i mean you had a podcast before i did you inspired me you put yourself out there you know and Thank i was like you. you know this is something that i've been taking me a long time to even undertake yeah you know thank you i i um I do like being in a in a context of 
uh, I do like being in front of people and whether, and I really like one-on-ones like this though. Me too. You know, I, I really like a lot of one-on-one or, or three person or, uh, depending on how I'm feeling. And I feel like that that's kind of LinkedIn. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's making me think like Gemini, sure. your son is the sign of the twin. So it's the two. Oh it's yeah! Like this, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah do, like one, like a two-person. Yeah, it's like this like, two-person. Um, and against communication between yeah, like two people. Yeah, good at uh, kind of being in a one one v one. Yeah, communication. Yeah, and then yeah. then Leo is like the performer there. So, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Leo and Gemini are in kind of harmony. No wonder I kind of like sales. You know, I one on one. You know, I try to want to do sales in a way that's constructive and honest and yeah and authentic. I, d- and, I don't think yeah. there is a better sign. You know, and I don't, I don't want to speak too broadly about any sign in sure. astrology because it's so much more about one sign or one your son or anything. But like the qualities of Gemini, like that's where it's at with sales. Really, I, oh, yeah. I agree because it's extroversion. It's, yeah. it's penetrating the world. It's going out and doing, acting upon the world a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and communicating it and that enthusiasm. Oh, that's that's funny. there. It's, Man, I, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so. Like, oh, there it goes. Sorry. Uh, no, that's on me. I'm so fidgety. I'm just like. <laughs> no, I think that's like a stripped bolt. <laughs> Let's get a new one. What um? Yeah. What's one of the things about your chart that is so like? Well, thank you. I yeah. I should have like another one of my intentions for this is I'm not sure. like necessarily trying to interview people, sure. although I feel like so far. Maybe I think we were having a great conversation. Absolutely. But like this conversation, like I'm not in it. I don't need to just interview you. So I'm thank you for asking me. Like, oh no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I was curious because I you're so yeah. like on top of uh, these uh kind of astrological ideas and and uh-huh. and, and uh analysis and I'm curious to find your uh your opinions on how accurate or not accurate your chart is. Yeah. Yeah, because you know you. Yeah. So you're like, oh, what's my chart and it's, say? It's hard to not have blind spots to have that objectivity, even yeah. looking at my own chart. True, true. You know? Theo talks about that. Yeah, so. but Do you like your chart? <laughs> <laughs> I I accept it. Cool. The best that I am yeah. able to. Yeah. Right? It's so this, fascinating. It's, I w- it's funny. Like, if I knew more it's about... It's so mysterious. A, if I knew more about, ways. like, charting in general. Hi. Hey. Um, yeah. Mom, we're, we're filming, so do you... Oh, yeah. no, it's okay. This is, Are this you is sure? a casual. Oh, this... Grandpa's book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. It's all good. Sorry. In there. <laughs> Making a cameo. Sorry about that. <laughs> all good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my chart. Well, w- one of, like, my most, I don't know, things that I am fascinated by speaking astrologically yeah. is in analyzing people myself included yeah especially in conversation is mercury okay which is communication mind uh so we have different mercuries okay and like one of my secret reasons is like or no i don't want to say that sounds, <laughs> that sounds manipulative it's like for having like you like like gemini's are great talkers <laughs> like they are like I, th- I think my second guest uh, is also my friend Ari, my Gemini. producer 
for my oh, album yeah. I'm working on right now. Gemini. Also, Gemini. You're the first five it's like, people. I don't, like... <laughs> I don't have to worry about like fill in the space. Like I can just yeah, exactly. Because like I'm kind of opposite that That's way. Funny. I have um, my Mercury. So yours is conjunct Sun. Okay. You're very mercurial. Gotcha. Uh, in Gemini, so that's that's great. That's a very Gemini. Mercury rules Gemini. Okay. That's great. Mine is in Capricorn. Yeah, Capricorn is an Earth sign. It's very slow and like methodical. So I think my general communication style is sure. one that is pretty thorough. Yeah, but not fast. Like I need to like kind of ponder things i like before that. i say and it's something. in your it's in how you talk too it's it's good you're you're very like you just flow with the conversation really consistently and i appreciate that it's easy to converse with it's good. easy to like yeah well with, and there's like, always different dynamics yeah. with different people yeah exactly you know I think and adjusting really, to that yeah adjusting to those differences yeah i love that uh-huh. it's really unique it's one of the unique but yeah things. i mean we could talk about i mean we have some cool Please. things between our charts yeah i want to like know i think them. that explain how we've clicked you know yeah yeah like besides just being of... related and having some of that going on yeah yeah know? blood related yeah. yeah yeah i agree which definitely like as an only child and not having siblings you know not being around anybody near my age that frequently yeah. who i'm like related to like it really stands out in yeah. a cool way yeah i know I what you mean yeah that. because yeah that's so fussy another know? thing with theo theo's an only child so oh wow sorry i'll okay, stop mentioning you. these things i'm just like you remind me of theo a lot star of the show it's not present <laughs> yeah but you're invited on anytime theo so we look forward to that conversation. okay it's official theo yeah. now you have to um oh man but yeah so so for starters, my rising sign is Sagittarius. Okay. So that's where your moon is. Actually, your moon is conjunct my rising degree. What is, con- is so conjunct? So that means in the sky. Yeah. So this, the sky is made up of 360 degrees okay. in a circle. So does that mean they're opposite ends? Is that what conjunct means? Conjunct means they're actually in the same exact spot. Oh. They're like right on the same degree. Okay. So yeah, your moon here is at 11 degrees Sagittarius. And my rising sign, where the sun was rising on the eastern horizon, yeah. that's the rising sign, okay. is 8 degrees Sagittarius. Okay. Anything within 8 degrees is generally considered a conjunction. Okay. So when I see a conjunction in a chart where two people's charts have a planet or something in the same spot, that's like a real connecting point, like cool. a very close one. So we have, we have that. Isn't oh, that makes it, sense. You know? See, all this stuff is lining up. Yeah. And it's really funny how it's like, oh, yep, yeah. yes, that makes sense. Synchronicity there, synchronicity yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I could go on. And again, I guess one of my things here is like, you know, I've studied astrology for a number of years and I get kind of nerdy about it. And so I, like, I might, I don't want to like I love, alienate. I love getting the nerdy audience. about stuff. I want to like convey things that I know. I also want to welcome the audience who might know things that I don't to correct or add anything if they're you know if we have comments available depending on how i put this thing out yeah, out there no you know, worries. Yeah. that is welcome um, <laughs> definitely just as interested in learning uh but so also gemini i haven't even discussed houses um you have the 12 signs and then we also have the 12 houses yeah which go around in each house means and represents a different area of life I recognize so, the house. Theo talks about the house. Yeah. Too, yeah. So, for example, like there's a house for kind of resources and finances. There's a house for marriage. There's 
a house for friends. Like these are different sections of your chart. Cool. Um, Gemini for me is my house of partnership, marriage. So I like any friends, that yeah. type of thing, like we're right across from each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, it's a cool part sign of partnership. Okay. Yeah. You know? I like that. So yeah. your Gemini is in the partnership house? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... Yeah, seventh okay. house is, is in Gemini for me. So like connecting to others. You're, you're highly connecting, able to connect with others. That's what that says, right? Because Gemini is kind of a heightened... That's... See? Like now we're just exploring the mystery of this riddle yeah, together. It's yeah. like that's something like I wouldn't have necessarily thought of myself, but that's... I think that's a valid interpretation there. cool yeah, yeah. Now look at me now i'm well, a gemini's are quick quickly now. quickly learn yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. i'm lining up with my map every day yeah what are the significance of the color uh, differentiations there? these lines yeah so these i'll say there are like four main things that go into reading an astrology chart cool so you have your planets and what each of those represent okay you have one of the 12 zodiac signs, which are the 12 sections of the sky, which yeah. are kind of like the filters that, that the planets go through. That's what the animals are, right? The ox yeah. And the, yeah, ox, that's like yeah. the bull is Taurus. What is Taurus. Gemini's animal? Well, it's actually, that's the twin. So it's kind of a human animal and it stands oh. like a brother and sister. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Aquarius is also a human, but most of them are kind of animal related. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, yeah. But, I know it from my Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the me. Chinese the chi- system, yeah. year of whatever animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just seeing that line up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you got the planets, got the signs, then you have the houses, the area of life, which they represent, or where they Ooh. express. Yeah. And finally, Excuse you me. have these colored lines, which are the angles. So they're okay. the angles between the different objects in the sky. Okay. So like sun, oh, angle. yeah, like your sun and moon are across from each other. So mm-hmm. they're kind of in opposition. So that's like a line right across. Oh, so how they relate to each yeah, other. Yeah. So these different angles mean different things. Um, are these symbols like ancient symbols? Um, like the that and the red and the green and the... Yeah. I mean, yeah. the zodiac signs those go those back how old a are long... Those? Like, is it thousands? Or is it like 2,000? I mean, so, some of these, depending on how you want to go, like, like for example, the sign of Pisces is like, if you look at like the Jesus fish or something. Oh, yeah. You know, like the vesica of Pisces. Is that one is, of these? The Jesus yeah, fish I mean, symbol? Yeah. A lot of the, like the sign of Pisces is related to that or associated wow. with that. So um, then the ancient... bull with Taurus, like anything with like horns. horns yeah are very ancient um ancient archetypes yeah i'm not an expert in symbology but it's just so cool though yeah it's endlessly fascinating to me and then what's down here the bottom stairway type these are like charts this is a chart that basically shows you the relationships between the planets here okay cool so like you'll see like the sun and the moon and then if you follow that to the moon it'll just have a little oppositional symbol so it'd be like oh that's an opposition angle okay and the main the main thing about the angles without getting too like dry or long-winded no worries in, yeah. into it no i had my my sleep was yeah. poor last night so sorry if i'm mine about these mine, mine was too yeah. like I was, <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah yeah i was in the studio late 
you know oh yeah no worries yeah no doing you know what you need to do it was it was worth it yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it was worth it but yeah to keep it short and the angles is it's kind of like you have a circle i think of it like a wagon wheel essentially oh yeah yeah and like when like a wheel goes 180 degrees yeah like it kind of has like a bit of a herky-jerky thing yeah. right yeah, yeah. if it goes like a third of the way it's kind of a smooth sailing yeah. way around yeah. and just thinking about angles in a geometric way yeah. like that you can kind Easy of think way to about imagine it. that yeah but again i'm figuring figuring that out as i observe astrology is fine yeah. it's like there's too much evan there's too much to be passionate about it's like i want to like now i want to like put a bunch of time into learning about astrology. yeah I'm and like, there's medical is astrology is a whole different realm oh really oh, i like yeah, i yeah. like the just the personality stuff yeah. really and the psychological stuff but you can go a lot of different ways with it yeah and i yeah. feel like oh, there's so many things that to be dove into man it's just yeah. like fascinating talking to people who have passions like this that make me want to dive into something more it's like but we have to discriminate. It's like, or we're never going to dive yeah. into anything. Yeah. You know, we, sure. ha- we have to. Options. We have to yeah. love one or two things, maybe three, you know, like dive in really hard at, if we're doing it all at once. Yeah. And it's like, it's difficult the, the, to choose what to dive into because there's, there's so much potentiality and so many different flavors of life to tap into like astrology there's health coaching there's selling cars you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> there's you know other different things and i uh but it's a good problem to have it's like oh you know i have infinite ice cream flavors to pick from and life is the ultimate sandbox you know ice cream store yeah so, yeah it is i, I like it a lot it, it, it i see i like seeing you glow talking about this stuff because it inspires me to uh keep digging into my particular passions and it makes me want to look into this more yep uh so yeah it's just it's contagious how you talk about it yeah yeah passion is contagious yeah yeah no matter ways. what the, yeah, yeah. It, totally. just seeing somebody fired up about something yes. or just clearly interested yeah it makes me interested so so speaking of which it's like give you some passion fire there like what what are what's like a give us a universal health tip yeah the uh, that anybody can kind of start with oh get go to bed and wake up at the same time every day boom yeah it's katie and rhythm there yeah right oh my god absolutely if you're if you're going to bed at midnight and then 11 and then 10 and then one and then and then you're not waking up at the same time every day there's a very deep psychological uh kind of uh lack of there's a lack of a psychology psychological stability that comes from not having honestly consistency just always is the best the body especially yeah just yeah, like the physical body body's like so habitual so if it's like oh uh, not used to when it goes to bed when it wakes up it wakes up at nine then wakes up at six and then wakes up at seven and wakes up at, it's not going to really get into it's not going to have enough time to um it's not going to have enough overlap of experience to really get into a uh, to trust itself really yeah and and that lack of self-trust of when am i going to wake up when am i going to go to bed yeah has a physiological effect on the body and on the mind so waking up and going to bed at the same time every day and you know one doesn't have to be extremely rigid about it but you know if they go to bed 10 and then 10 15 you know it's not the end of the world yeah but like just having a rough outline i think has really helped my clients and helped me uh to have a have a it's mental interesting. yeah it's helped me it's helped me tackle the day as well because i feel 
grounded and more motivated. I don't feel like a leaf in the wind when I don't know when I'm going to wake up or that's yeah. When I do know yeah. when I'm going to wake up because I feel like I can, I don't know. I feel more confident and I feel grounded and structured in my anxiety and depression. Uh, if I'm feeling anxious or depressed, mm-hmm. uh, it really helps, um, just kind of have those feelings go away. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. You feel like more rooted. Yeah. It's, and I, you know, I associate like the body and physical things. Or if we talk about the chakra system, which I like kind of interfacing with astrological symbolism. Yeah. You know, I think of like the root chakra. Yep. And when I think of that, I think of the moon. Yeah. And like just nourishment, like this, the moon is the mother. And I have like my moon is in Taurus. Again, it's my chart again. And Taurus is like this grounded earth sign that can be kind of stubborn. Yeah. And like my moon is there. So it's like I do very well with routine, physically yeah. speaking. And just like I, I need that. Yeah. If yeah. I don't do that, yeah. it's, you know, physically yeah. it doesn't. That's the perfect word for it is go routine. Well. Yeah. Just having that consistency. Earth, yeah. Yeah. Rooted routine. Oh, I love that. That's I never, cool. made, I That's never, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. so many. Oh, I love like symbolism in that way. There's so yeah. many words that are just like come from what are the origins yeah it's i love that stuff because it makes me just feel more connected to my grammar and how i speak but uh yeah i love i love that you know just getting into routine and working on our health and you know we we all know most of us know what we need to do too this is another health thing that's fascinating most of us know what's best for us but uh the problem is getting there and the problem is having it stick on the wall and whether you believe you're worth it. Worth it. Yeah, right? exactly. Like these inner... Yeah, lack. Feelings These inner lack. beliefs that are often not even aware of. Yes, that's true. Like, the root is... Or you want to tackle your weight loss, your health yeah. goals, whatever it may yeah. be. It's like, do you really believe you're yeah. worth it? Do you really yeah. care enough about yourself to yeah. stick with it? And how does one go about achieving those goals? Usually what people instinctively go to is... what is secondary which is what we eat and what we drink and all that stuff's really important but to me it's technically secondary to absolutely love you know yeah and if and 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 when we ground ourselves in a in a and practice self-love and self-acceptance that's when we um that's when we really kind of go to the moon it's like oh that that, my diet is now sticking more than ever because i love myself no matter what i'm eating it's weird what do you what do you think about this I don't know. It's kind of a binary way of looking at it this into this approach of fake it till you make it. Yeah. Where you're doing That's these a great topic. like kind of, kind of you're like forcing your I don't want to say yeah. forcing yourself. Yeah. You're like I'm going to smile and yeah. then I'm going to be happy. I don't like the you I know? don't like the slogan at all. I know something I about like it rubs me the wrong it. way. Yeah, cuz I I know what I know what they mean though. Yeah. The faking it till you make it is really interesting because might be like a nudge in the right I think direction. A better, yeah, I think a better way to go about it is just to tell the people to have courage, right? It's just like what what the pros of fake it till you make it is it gets you to do something you don't want to do or you have resistance to doing that thing. Yeah. Um I don't the reason why I don't like the fake it till you make it slogan is because it insinuates that you have to be inauthentic. Ingen- yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's like actually be yeah. Be the person yeah. you want to like love yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then And if you're doing you something know. new, it doesn't mean that you're faking anything. You're just trying something new. You know, just you're just 
doing your best at something new, yeah, uh, which requires courage. So yeah. I think that I think that the better way to say it is, um, you know, have courage till you make it. <laughs> you know? yeah. and it's less it's less off yeah, the tongue. It's like but growth it's... <laughs> is not going. Don't expect growth. Yeah, to be a like a pleasantly feeling yeah. experience yeah, or be a, a feeling, comfortable experience yeah or a feeling of needing to be inauthentic like yeah a fake side yeah you need to be somebody else somebody else no you just be you yourself are. yeah but um just push your edge and do the and, things that, and you know again bringing back to the astrology yeah. we all have limitless ways of expressing ourselves we, do, we have different yeah. parts of who we are yeah like you know if you're depressed right now yeah. it doesn't mean that's who you are yeah. doesn't mean you can't be joyful yeah yeah exactly right? exactly but and making that change of expression the, yeah. is going to be a process and that's the thing is like if somebody wants to get good at basketball they need to play a fuck ton of basketball yeah. you know if somebody yeah. wants to get good at you know uh if somebody wants to get good at you know attracting whoever they want to attract romantically they need yeah. to approach whether men or women they just need to approach them uh, 50 million times yeah and then they'll get good at it but that 50 million starts the first step exactly and the, the first step and and maybe like how do you make that first step yeah i don't know working with clients is there a way like that first step oh yeah how do yeah. you get that how do you break yeah. it down yeah yeah i'm trying to uh, trying to acquire a client or trying to no uh, like uh, actually, or working with them yeah, once like they're already you want to make yeah. some dietary changes you want to yeah. You know, lose some pounds. Again, man, I'm I'm a broken record here, but unconditional yeah. love, man. It's it's the only way. It's the only way to have things stick. Is I try to get them to really realize that they first off are worthy and deserving, and secondly that if they don't come from, if they don't start. If they don't start chipping away, this is the thing. I don't ask my clients to be the Buddha and like be love themselves yeah. overnight or anything, but it's the act of chipping away at that mm-hmm. that really motivates the body, mind, and spirit. Setting a course. Setting a course. Having yeah. a North Star. Yeah. We could be, you know, my, you know, somebody could be 500 pounds and like really struggling. But then if they have the North Star of like, oh, you know what? I'm going to chip away at this every day. It's like that's what the self-love is. If somebody's really lacking self-love and they have this one thing they do everywhere they look at themselves in the mirror and they remind themselves that they're worthy and then the rest of the day they don't like themselves but if they like themselves in that moment it's a little bit more than the day before and then that motivation snowballs and it just keeps going if you just stick with it and you know have somebody in your corner like a health coach or a parent or whatever Mm -hmm. to keep you on track yeah but it's and it's tough you know i talk about it and it's easy to make it seem like I'm I'm making it sound easy. It's not easy, but because there's so much, we got the one person. Somebody has to get to the root of why they don't feel loved. You know, whether it's I mean, usually it's parental. Parental stuff is just we don't want to blame blame no, parents. No, these no, are conditions that make yeah, us who we are. Exactly. Right? No. Yeah. But we need to re- we need to recognize neurosis though. Sure. We need to recognize. Yeah. Oh, some like, clarity there. yeah, it's like, oh, my, my girlfriend, I appreciate how her and I talk about just um, her um, particular experiences with some of her friends recently are she's talking a friend through some tough times with her particular parents she's had. And she she's saying how like there are you know, moments in our childhood that stick with us for the that that stick with us for the rest of our lives. And uh our parents a lot of time don't even know 
that they're doing this to us. Or yeah, that. We're, we're just like sponges we're at a young sponging. age, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so we need to be able to recognize something that has had a planted seeds of pain and and sadness and anger and we need to recognize where they come from and why we feel how we feel and we and feel what we feel and feel what actually we feel. feel it exactly yeah and that's the tricky part because especially for men yeah you know is yeah. because we you know when it comes to crying when you know when it comes to yeah. you know the more the better really when it yeah. comes to crying it's like i'm my, totally oh my god totally relate to that yeah, yeah. and i'm so, a very stoic capricorn so that's um, <laughs> yeah it's hard to cry yeah, as a absolutely. man in particular i mean as w- women obviously plenty of women have a hard time crying too but especially with men there's a lot of societal pressures to you know not cry you know mm-hmm. like it's weak or whatever and sure. it's just bullshit you know it's it's yeah. it's like this idea that not feeling how you're feeling but then when you don't feel how you feel you become a very neurotic man you know yeah i'm a very suppressed and like, passive aggressive yeah solidified emotions solidified, exactly and then we can become yeah. familiar with not feeling our emotions and then and you can't feel other people yeah exactly relationships it keeps us closed off yeah yeah from others yeah um, so I think yeah. there's a big with trauma. I think there's big parental, you know, we, this is a kind of a, a consistent psychological theme is we either become our mothers or fathers or we become the opposite. We either like, Oh, I want to never, I want to do the, never whatever or whoever like aspect of our parents we don't like mm-hmm. growing up. We're like, oh, I want to be, I want to be the opposite. I want to, you know, go against the grain yeah. or we become exactly like our parents, you know, that maybe the mold that they placed upon us. Sure. So it's, it's tricky breaking because our parents are our first experience of love which is or hopefully and then but yeah. then it's tricky because you know it's also our first experience of uh lack of love in a lot of ways because our parents yeah. are as human as all of us so there are different modalities that you can introduce to clients in that way to yeah. to address these yes. things that are ingrained in early childhood yeah psychotherapy yep you know talk therapy you can yep. mentally Kind of start getting a grasp. Yeah. Now I've found that there's there's that that's can be very clarifying. And then yeah. I already mentioned this book I'm reading right now, Body Keeps the Score, is yeah. about this very the the way these emotions and things that are ingrained in us become very physically uh, part of our bodies. Yeah. In ways to actually feel these things. Yeah. Because you're going to be controlled controlled by these emotions if they're still physically there and unfelt and there are all sorts of whether it's yoga you know different different modalities that you can use introduce and use that can be incredibly helpful and i can say from personal experience working on these things that are still always in progress yeah you know it's it's never ending yeah self-work yeah now another thing you brought up as far as when you have a client and you're addressing the whole person yeah psychological and before you even get into the physical yeah. body, you start there because that's it's no use if that's not in exactly. alignment. Yeah. Now you also mentioned like the role of environment, getting somebody to take the first step. Yeah. Like their environment is very important, right? Absolutely. Like if you can set all the intentions you want, but if you're in this place of everything around you is pulling you in a different direction. Yeah, you need to set yourself up for success. For success. As a client. Yeah. 
you need to, you know, I, I go grocery shopping with my clients. You know, this is the funny thing Whoa. is I'll go to the grocery store with them just to motivate them to pick out the right stuff. You know, I've yeah. done that with a handful of clients and I, I like it cause it's very personal. That's awesome. I, I really like connecting them that way. And then I go to their house, do the house calls and what I, I do mean, is I, does, does your doctor go grocery shopping with you? You need to <laughs> check this guy out here. Alex it's, Chambers, what's the site? Oh yeah. It's a uh, chamberswellness.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can check me out. And if you know anyone who's interested, uh, we can book a in-person or a zoom consultation, but. Yeah, it's really, oh, yeah. it's fun. It's fun to do and it's fun to get that hands-on. Because it's like, oh, you get to meet face-to-face. You get to go to the grocery store. You get to pick out the fruits and vegetables and different things. And and they get they get to be like, oh, is this good for me? Or is this, you know, and yeah. and I, I like that. And I, that points to the house calls too because I've been doing nothing but house calls for months now. And it's it's better than yeah. in office. You got to actually connect with the whole person. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you're in their nest. Yeah. So you're really, they're extra comfortable. And I like that because they, they're able to relax and open up and be vulnerable. And I, I do, I've done a handful of Zoom client meetings as well. And I, I had a Zoom client meeting that was really is the best meeting I've ever had. Uh, one of the best meetings I've ever had. It was just fully emotional. And she was digging into a lot of her processes and traumas and stuff. Yeah. That I'm really grateful. Opening up. Opening up. And it was like that's she courage. was yeah. so, she was so, yeah, like you just encouraged. She's so courageous in yeah. that way and, and it, it just it you know opened me opened me up you know even more and, and helped me hold space with that context of somebody who's really uh talking about their parents and talking yeah. about the trauma and talking about all this stuff so i um i like how that flow can occur sometimes my client meetings are practical and we dive into the pro physiological protocols because my yeah. my client might be more of a uh kind of a practical thinker and that motivates them heavily yeah or they might be more of an emotional and i'll dive either way i dive into the philosophical uh, as this as the um foundation but yeah. you know sometimes i lean more into that more than other times due to um kind of getting the uh, the read on my client and, yeah. and feeling into what they might receive the easiest. Well, I, I think you just have a natural aptitude to making people comfortable to open <sighs> up. And thank you. You know, that's that's a real gift that you clearly have. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think I I love it. Yeah. Ever since I was little, I love. I try to make people feel comfortable so they can to be vulnerable. To be vulnerable. And like, man, that's. That's one of, even as like a songwriter in every aspect of my life, like when that concept first, you know, probably, you know, in my mid twenties, I think doing some self-work, doing some therapy, that, that idea that, wait a minute, like vulnerability is power. Yeah, it is. It's like it. And it's, it's paradoxical, not weakness. man. That's another And the more example. I lean into that, it's like, I think the better my songwriting gets, the better my connections get. It's that true. alone, that No, it's true because you inspire others. Yeah. You know, I'm a firsthand experience yeah. of, of a... I mean, this podcast, trying to be open and vulnerable and, you. you know... Yeah. Yeah. It's not, but it's a challenge. Yeah, and ever know? since our first call, so, man, I felt inspired yeah. by you because it's just like the way you go about your life with the music and stuff is is really contagious and it makes me want to wake up even earlier and go after my things because it's like, oh, you know, it it's hard to... It's just one after speaking with you on one of our calls or whatever it may be it just you feel uh you know when you speak with somebody who you feel lifts you up you just feel like you can face things 
uh, face hard things easier. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. it's like, oh, somebody in you got someone corner. in your corner. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wanting the best for you and you want the best for each other. It's yeah. It's just so like, valuable. Oh, it just it's like, yeah. oh, there's this I don't have to believe the lie that I'm alone or whatever. Yeah. You know, easier to to throw that uh, belief in the trash. Yeah, uh, that's where it belongs. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, some days I'm like rummaging through the trash and getting yeah. that belief if yeah. I'm feeling a crappy yeah. one day. You know, you got to feel everything. You yeah. don't want to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so man, well, how long have we been going? Should we check? I don't know. Is I'm, this still recording? I don't even know what time it is. Oh my god, it's eight oh six. Damn. I mean, that's fast. We, you know, time flies. Um, you, that's true. That's true. I mean, it, why is that true? Time flies that's, when you're enjoying. That's a whole. When you're in the flow. When yeah. you're in the flow, time you're you're exist. you're one with the ocean. Yeah. There is no time. There is no separation. Yeah, that's right? just it. That's the perfect answer. Yeah. Because it's true, or it feels yeah. like it feels the truest. Because time is illusion, but mm-hmm. time the illusion is feels most real when you're suffering. Yeah. So, but when you're not suffering and you let go and you surrender, yeah, it sounds it feels like it's gonna be forever it's sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A day could feel like a month. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And well, it, it uh, always goes by. Yeah, it does go by. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's and always it doesn't <laughs> at the same but time in a good way. Yeah. Right. Are we helping? I don't know. I mean, I forgot well. to ask you what you wanted these episode lengths to be. I should have asked that before. Oh, I... we're at like an hour and a half. Oh my god! And right I th- now, I think that's crazy. I think that's actually probably a solid. Like, I think that's really that's. I mean, if you've li- listened this long, that's yeah, greatly you, appreciated. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. connecting with us. Yeah, but I also think even like when I'm listening to something for longer than that, even if I like it, you know. Oh yeah, it might be like a good break, like a good for a, a good, good first a, of yeah, many, yeah. like. Episodes, episodes because i see many between us okay well i'll then i'll be back you guys and and yeah. and evan i really appreciate you having me on and oh, thank it's you. been fun it's yeah. been fun and just having you here going on our walks and then having be that pre-podcast conversations yeah. well i'm honored to have you as my first guest and thank you for being our our first stand-in eternal human so amen amen all and right. thank you for coming uh, this way. And uh, yeah, Evan, yeah. Uh, cheers to uh, more uh, episodes and uh, to a million subscribers. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. All right. Till next time. Oh.